Welcome and thanks for stopping by. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to our podcast on one of your favorite platforms, I'm glad you're here. I'm Kevin James Kelly, founder and creator of the Millennium Beat LLC. I also am the host of the English version of the Millennium Beat podcast. Join us every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern as we help you share your story. I bring a unique perspective, insight, and commentary for every episode discussing ways to share the gospel through stories, miracles, and testimonies. A mantra at the Millennium Beat is encouraging the world one story at a time. At this time, I would like to thank our partners and sponsors for their dedication to helping the show to grow. We cannot do what we do without their help. This week's show is sponsored by the McLeod Painting Group. Interior and exterior is their expertise. Licensed and insured in the state of Florida with over 45 years of experience, expanding over three generations. Give them a call at 772-501-0324. Again, that is 772-501-0324. Riverside.fm, your online recording studio. Professional podcast and video creation simplified. Easily record podcasts and videos in studio quality from your browser or mobile app. Create high-quality content with ease. Local recording up to 4K video resolution. Enjoy high-quality recording with your computer, smartphone, or iPad. And edit your content in your virtual studio. You can download Riverside.fm from the Apple App Store or get it on Google Play. You already have an exceptional camera at hand. Now all you need is the Riverside.fm app. It is recommended to use the Chrome browser and keep it open till you and your guest upload is at 100%. With some other platforms, the recording could be choppy and pixelated when your internet connection is poor during the call. With Riverside.fm, your recordings will always be smooth and freeze-free. Thanks to local recording for all your participants. Scan the QR code to bring you right directly to Riverside.fm. By using the link to Riverside.fm, when you sign up for a plan, it also helps the Millennium Beats podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Please support our sponsors, which will help us grow. If you'd like to know more about how to become a sponsor or other ways to help, please scan the QR code with your phone or tablet. It will bring you directly to Learn How to Help. You may also go to our website at www.tmb2000.net and you'll see a button on the top right. Do you have a great story or testimony to tell? If you want to be a guest, please scan the QR code with your phone or tablet. It will bring you directly to the Become a Guest form. Fill it out and we'll get back to you. After viewing the document, we will schedule an appointment with you to be on our show. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions, you may always call me at 407-624-9957. Leave a brief voicemail, and I'll get back to you. You also may leave a comment using the Contact Us section at the bottom of our homepage. All right, sit back and grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. The show will start right after a brief 60-second intro.
everybody. You have joined the Millennium Beat. I am glad that you are here. Today, I have on the computer, um, phone interview basically, with Jose. Jose, I don't want to botch your last name, so let's, let's let you say it. How do you say your last name? Um, uh, welcome to having me, Kevin. My name is Jose okay. Pereira. Jose Pereira is my second name. So Jose. I'm Jose Pereira. Thank you. Okay, cool. Okay, everybody remember that? I will forget it. No, I, I, unfortunately, I'm not always the greatest with names, but I met Jose on the uh, on the computer right? and through a thing called, I think, be a, be a guest or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's a great way to meet people. And, and I, uh, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much. All right, so let's start off from the early days um, where you you came from, maybe a little bit about your parents or, um, you know, so, or basically where you were born. So let's go from there. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for having me, Kevin, and thank you for the audience you are. for hearing me. Um, you know, I'm I'm a Venezuelan born. I was born in Venezuela okay. in a place called Maracaibo. Uh, this is a very typical Venezuelan place uh, the, for the oil production. Is where uh, Venezuela is a very oil production country. Then and the production of the oil began there like 100 plus years ago. So oh, wow. I'm a, I'm a Born there, I come from a oil uh, family because my father and my grandfather also worked in the oil industry, and I did the same. Okay. I, I when I was graduated in back to 19, 1985, I became okay. a, a worker in in PDVSA, a long time worker. Okay, so you basically you grew up in the field, and you know, did you work alongside your father? Yes, yes. Uh, well, yes. He, unfortunately, he died when I was young. But uh, oh, okay. in, in, uh, in in Venezuela, there are these neighborhoods that are beside the the oil fields. And by the way, the, in back in the fifty, the sixty, the seventy, the production of the oil in Venezuela was done by American companies. So we had a lot of American companies working there, and I grew up okay. in, the, in those oil fields. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, so you grew up in those fields. So, um, so you're basically oil is in your blood. In my blood, all over around from from me, my father, my grandfather, my kids, my all my family. Okay, all work all all. So basically, you're saying your kids. So your kids that you've had are now are in the same in the same field, right? You know, they're into um, into oil. The eldest one, the one yes. The okay. Okay. So, so did you enjoy being in that field? Or, I mean, is it something that you really liked? Or, I mean... Well, you know, during my 35 years, there was like an evolution. And this is something, by the way, that I'm going to tell in my book because, uh, okay. you know, the situation in Venezuela and the production of the oil has been changing during the years. But, yeah, mm-hmm. at the beginning, it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't know a lot about Venezuela. I've heard about it. it it's a lot different today. Than it was a few years ago, isn't it? Yeah, of it's course. It's kind of gone downhill, like from what I've heard. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That, that, that it's a shame. It's a shame that during the last yeah. more than two decades, the, there is a regime there and has changed everything. It's a communist regime, and then as a communist, uh, yeah, annoying in the country, and the production is not so good. So things have oh. changed a lot. Yeah. It was very prosperous. I mean, I don't want, you know, probably in the 80s and 90s and, you know, maybe in the 20s, you know, the 2000s. It was very prosperous, very rich country, very well known. Well, you, you know, Venezuela was, uh, uh, by the 80s, was like, called like the 
Saudi Arabia of Latin America because that was entry okay. to Latin America. And then the communists get involved, and then that's gone downhill from there. I mean, it's almost a warning to the United States, thinking, hey, look what happened there. If we're not careful, it will happen here. I'm sure you, you've seen it. You know, now you live in, in the United you live in the United States. You live uh, outside of Houston, Texas, and uh, so that's correct. Houston. Yeah, correct. Uh, of course, that's on the Gulf, isn't it? Um, I'm not exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Gulf because uh, Houston is the is the main headquarter of the main oil companies in the U.S. When I came back okay. uh, here, when I came here it was because I was assigned to a well, a multinational that is located here. At the end, I became the CEO of that company. Okay, all right. So you're moving on up. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, reminds me of an old TV show, Moving Up on the, on the East Side of Chicago. That's another song. It's completely different. Well, okay, so you're moving up there. Um, okay, so you talked about your youth and you, you're growing up with your dad and you're in the oil business and stuff. And you said your dad died when you were younger, so that you yeah, didn't have my, a lot of time. My mom stayed working in the oil industry where after he died. She kept working because oh, both, both she were kept workers. Working. Yeah, she kept working. Okay. Until All right, and you liked it. You said you enjoyed it and, and you moved up. Um, let's talk about before your, your, your little vacation stay at the, the state penitentiary of, of Venezuela. What, um, what was life like a little bit like that at that time? Were you, were you single? Were you, were you partying, trained? You know, what kind of stuff were you doing at that time? I know you were working. I'm a long-term, uh, married. I have 36 years, going to be 37 this December. Wow. Uh, cool. Whoever knew the vows in 2020, uh, sorry, 2016, 2016, okay. uh, one year before my situation happened, I renewed my vows, okay. uh, and I, I'm planning to do the third time very soon. Ah, three mm-hmm. times. You know what they say, three times. Three, the third yeah. time's a charm. That's uh, cool. Yeah. And, and how many kids do you have? You said, I know you said one of them. I, I know. Three but kids. I had three, three kids, kids and, the three, and the three of them are grown up. I have three grandsons, okay. and you get grandsons. Okay, cool. So you've been you've had a good life, you know, pretty much, other than your hundred and I mean a thousand seven hundred seventy five days in prison. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. What led up to that? Let and let's talk a little bit about while you were going through it, some of the things that were happening at that time. Yeah, um, during that time, that that happened in November twenty seventeen. As I told okay. you, I was the CEO of this, of this multinational that the, the headquarter of that company is in Caracas, Venezuela, because the, the owner of the company is, is the PDVSA state-owned company, the, uh, the, it's a Venezuelan national company. So I was okay. assigned here to the U.S. I had several years working here, and I grew up in the, in the, in, in the company and became the CEO. And we received mm-hmm. a, a last-minute Phone call to a business trip to Caracas. I was in the in the getting ready to get retired because I, by that time I had thirty five years working in the company. Right. So I was ready. A good amount of time. I was ready. Yeah, a long time. You know, according to to our calculation for the retirement, I I could apply. So I I was trying to move to become a consultant. You know, I was in a position mm-hmm. that I was yeah. become a consultant. So I went to attend that meeting. My original plan was going to that meeting and come back the other day. That never happened. Right. That never oh, happened wow. because when we were there, uh, you know, by that time there was having a lot of 
issues between U.S. and Venezuela. We had some political things. Mm -hmm. And we didn't think that nothing was going to happen to us because uh, we were not politicians. Right. We were, you know, regular guys working. But, but uh, we found later on, and I'm going to talk about this, about the, what is the hostage diplomacy that I learned in the oh. wrong way, mm -hmm. is that we were caught in the wrong place in the wrong moment. And then we, we were caught. They put out a lot of charge to us. And right. at the beginning, we thought that was a mistake. At the beginning, mm -hmm. we thought that was something wrong. We will clarify that. That never happened. That never happened. We right. stayed five years there, five years of our life. Right. There. Wow. So basically, um, let's talk a little bit about just curiosity to set up the picture here. You said you went to a meeting. And, and then how, how did this all come about? I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, this is what, was this a political coup that the government, you know, had some false charges against you or the p other people? I mean, were you the only one arrested, first of all? Were you no, the only no. one arrested? We, we were six uh, Venezuelan American citizens that we, we were in, the, in this company. The other five guys mm -hmm. were the, my top executives. And uh, all of us were put it in the same situation and they they put it uh, some uh, fake uh, chart because they, they, they their intention was to get us so now they had somebody to negotiate with the US because they didn't have absolutely nothing to negotiate with the US right. because the situation was really going bad at that moment. The US putting a lot of sanctions on Venezuela so the economy was going really bad and we didn't we never thought that we could be caught in the middle of the situation because right. that is the problem with these hostage diplomacy come that you get caught in the middle of a situation where you don't have absolutely nothing to do, but you at the end become, become a bargain chip and a political pawn of the situation. We learned it in the wrong way when we were there. Right. Yeah. So that, it's, it's, it's to say at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, it's just, yeah. it was not, it, it, you know, a day later might've been different or a day earlier, you know, and, and, and also the situation that was going on in Venezuela at the time and, you know, the communists and, uh, I'm not sure of the history. I mean, was it a dictator that kind of took over of Venezuela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There has more than more than two decades that things are going bad there. And unfortunately, okay. the situation has even coming worse every time every year is yeah worse. that is a shame to hear hear that you know it really is because i again i don't know the history outside of the united states a lot unfortunately i'm not a study of world history but i've heard things around it i've heard people talk about it you know especially when the united states is changing you know people that came from venezuela and stuff like that and how they said it was a very prosperous place and very rich and now it's i heard like long lines and all kinds of stuff like that i mean it was I mean, out here in the West, you know, you hear stories like that. So it's it's a shame. I mean, um, um, you really want places to succeed and, and prosper financially and, and people to prosper and, and stuff like that and not be, you know, over decayed over. So, so going back to your story about being arrested uh, with these false charges and stuff like that, what was the procedure like? Are you, were you scared? I mean, uh, you know, was it, was it, because it wasn't like, uh, like guys with guns, you know, is it more like police or is it more like militiaries, uh, you know, uh, army people? What was it like that time when they actually arrested you? We're military guys because uh, the way that, that uh, we learn how it works there 
they created a counterintelligent police that's very similar to the one that they have the Iranians and the Chinese, the Russians. Okay. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. copy-paste model, okay? So these guys are mm-hmm. like a Robocops, you know? They, they are called the Dihesins. So I, to tell you the truth, I was not aware, I, I, because I had long time living here in the U.S., so I was not involved in that type of things there. So when we saw right. these guys that came to us, asking for us, we got like in shock. We thought, what's mm-hmm. going on here? So when this guy said that we were going to be charged of a lot of things, a lot of things, they, they put us espionage and investments and, and, and treason and corruption, a lot right. of things. So we thought, no, they, there is something wrong here. It's a mistake. So we really realized that the, the situation was going bad like one week after because the first week was totally, we were in shock. We, we were totally in shock. Mm-hmm. By the way, we right. stayed 10 months without communication. So, oh, wow. so, months. so your wife didn't, because you were married at the time, so you, I mean, you probably had kids. Did you have kids at the time too? Yeah, yeah, of course. So your wife and kids did have no knowledge or where you were at that time? They, yeah. they, they, For they, 10 months. They, 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 in the news, opinion was saying that we were kept to that location of that police and they went mm-hmm. to that police, and they said that we were, we were not there. But somebody told them that they were that we were there. So, so like one week after, we began to receive some supplies, but we never saw them. I I talked right. to my wife ten months after one minute call. They gave me a one minute call ten months. One after. minute, wow. One minute, one minute. Wow. And, and and we lost sense of the of the time because they took everything on us. So and we had that lies. Turn on all day long, and we didn't have mm-hmm. no 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 windows, no door. There no windows. Nothing. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you have no, no windows, no doors, no nothing. No doors, no 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 fresh air. So so we were oh, like, wow. At some point, you lose sense of time. You didn't mm-hmm. know if it's yeah. day, if it's night. So we we were totally lost at that point. And, and then it sounds like to me, one week went into the next week, into the next week. It, it, you can't mark the days because you can't. If you can't see the sunrise, the sunset, you can't say, "Okay, this is day one, this is day two. It's just. And what was this uh, in that time time period? What was the sleeping like? I mean, uh, were you all in the one room or that was terrible? What was terrible, terrible? terrible. Oh, I can imagine. No, they separate. They separated the, the six. We were not put together at the beginning. We were separated. I okay. With one of the guys and the other four went to other guys. By the way, I saw the other guys like one year after. One year after oh, wow. that, I knew where they were. They were disappeared. No, we were right. really in very bad condition. We were sleeping in the floor. You know, there, uh, there, there was leakage. It was a terrible situation. I can tell you. I can imagine. It was a terrible You know, I mean, did they, I mean, were you starved? I mean, obviously communication, you were in light and stuff like that. You didn't see that. But did they feed you? They, we were starving by that point because the food was really bad. What was very poor and very bad, and some point it was so bad that I couldn't, I can, I couldn't eat it. I couldn't eat it. So I I'm assuming said, you you lost a lot of weight. Then I'm assuming I I lost one hundred pounds. Wow! And, the, and were you a bit? Were you a big guy before that? I was a big guy. I was a big guy. Okay. I was a big guy. That the other guy that was me, he was so skinny that I thought he was gonna die. You he would die, yeah, because. In the chest, oh, wow. to see the bones. So at that point, uh, the situation began to be so, so, uh, 
so bad that our family, we, we, we realized that our family was doing a lot of things, but we, we were not aware of that. So they contacted right. the UN. The UN, because okay. the other thing is that the U.S. ambassador of Venezuela was expelled uh, after. In, in, You're out of there. They, they were expelled. So we were totally behind, totally behind. No communication, no way to communicate. So well, there's no uh, representative in, in, the, there was in Venezuela. No there was no, and today still there's no ambassador there. Oh, so um, wow. they contacted a, a, a UN representative and they went to visit us. And when they saw our situation, they began to put pressure that they, they, they we needed food and medicine. So so right. so they began to allow us medicine and food. So that, mm -hmm. that, that was a little bit changing because my family uh, managed how to put some logistics and begin mm -hmm. to supply some foods for us. That okay. situation put us in, in, in the way that we begin to receive like a, like a every two days some uh, prepared foods. When I begin to receive the prepared food, at some point I managed to, to put some letters inside to communicate with my wife. And the letter went through. The letter went okay. through. Right. Well, okay, let me tell you, we, we kept doing that almost three years. Almost three years. Right, because you were there for 1,700 days, over 1,700 yeah. days, yeah, we, which I just used a calculator. It's almost five years. Yeah, we stayed like three years doing that. Uh, uh, by uh, Every two days, I, I wrote the letter mm -hmm. and she answered me. And that's the way we begin to communicate. We we developed some kind of a way to, uh, some codes in, in, in order okay. to, they got the letters. They didn't know what we were talking about. It, it, it worked. Really fine. Let me tell you, when I came back, I, I told my wife, kind of joking, that I was gonna miss the letters. But but the, the, the good thing <laughs> of the letters, <laughs> the good thing of the letters, that, that that letter became my diary, and that my diary is what okay. I converted in the book that they already put. Okay. That that, that cool. book is based on those letters that, that, that mm -hmm. I wrote in those three years. Okay. Wow. I, that is awesome. I mean, I mean, now you you sound like you said you sent letters out. And did she get letters? I, I just yes. want to clarify that. She, she got, how did that? How did that come impossible? I can under. I mean, you know, did you have you know, some because, connection because with somebody? Yeah, yeah. I had somebody. I'm gonna talk about this extensively in the book. How how, how we did it? But okay. I wanted to give some hint to, to the audience. We had these uh, uh, food containers. There was black in the bottom. So okay, it, like we managed to put two two bottoms together, and we put the letter inside. And they never found oh. it. They never found it. The Very was, not smart was people. Coming. Every time I received the food, I the first thing I did is open the check the box and see the, the letter. Sometimes when I didn't see the letter, I got scared because I said, Oh, this right. is the letter. So I had to have to wait maybe two more days. Then she sent me a letter saying, Hey, I couldn't send you a letter two days ago. So but we kept doing it. We kept doing it. Okay. And I can tell you, Kevin. That became a marvelous way to communicate with my friends. Oh yeah. We well, it also kept kept giving you hope. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. Know, on both sides. Now, yeah. the, the interesting thing you, you must have a, 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 somebody on the outside that was sympathetic sympathetic to your cause because they have to get that jar, take it out, and get take the note out and give it to somebody. I mean, that was not against you. That was for you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming. But because that's the only way to, to, to we do it. At some point, because our situation begins to evolve, uh, it has ups and downs because uh, the mm -hmm. relation with the U.S. became 
to be hard at some point, but at some point right. there, there began to be some kind of negotiation. So we were depending on the, how the situation was going on. Sometimes we were a little mm -hmm. bit better. Sometimes we were we were always in the middle of the situation because we became the political pawns of the situation. We were the you're the pawns. We were the pawns. We were the pawns, oh, and yeah. then if they wanted to hurt something, they hurt us. They punished us. So, so mm -hmm. they were always were like like going that direction. At some point, we begin to have opportunity to have books. They allow us to have some books, like one year after. So okay. when, when books to read. Yeah, we, we, we begin to read books and, and my family begin to mm -hmm. send me some books. And some way I managed to have a book there. I I always talk about this book because mm -hmm. it was kind of a miracle. There, there is a guy that was a survivor of the concentration camp in World War II. His name is Victor Frank. Mm -hmm. The book is a man okay. in search of meaning. I recommend mm -hmm. everybody to read that book. And so when, when okay. I wrote that book, it was like God talking to me. You know, because mm -hmm. he was saying that the people in the concentration camp survive because they believe in God and they have a purpose in their life to, to uh, survive. So I found right. that purpose coming back from my family. And I, I, and right. I realized that God was with us there. So mm -hmm. I can tell you, Kevin, that, that was a life changing for me. The, the, mm -hmm. that, 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 our situation of hope was totally different at that time. So we were exactly. getting a lot of strength uh, in, in the time being. Right. Now, one of the things I'm thinking about, and this again is, forgive me for my ignorance on this, there's a difference be between being kidnapped and being a prisoner, correct? I would say, right. where a kidnapped more likely is your threat of your life. Now, did they ever, th you weren't kidnapped in a sense, in that direct word, but you really were. Because uh, you're a prisoner of false information and false uh, allegations and stuff. So you were kind of kidnapped and you were used as a political pawn. But was your life ever in danger as far as you were concerned? Was your life, I mean, other than starving to death, was your life in, in danger? Yes, in the beginning, yes, because in, the, the, in the, those places you see a lot of bad things. And, and of mm -hmm. course, at some point when they realized that we really were useful, they begin to treat us in a better way. So they right. put us the six together. So, mm -hmm. Well, you were more like hostages than prisoners. Well, we, we, we became hostages because that classified. Yeah. The way that, that the way the U.S. government classified this is they have two categories, hostage and wrongfully detained. Typically, hostage is when it's a, like a, a regular group. The problem mm -hmm. with the hostage diplomacy is that they converted this that was done in the past by regular irregular groups like an official policy. So now it's done okay. by governments are doing uh, it in an official way. That's why it, this is became so complex because it's not the Colombian guerrilla, it's not ISIS, it's not the, right. uh, the Taliban. It's a government doing that with all the mm -hmm. you know the bureaucracy behind the government, the, all the all the apparatus of the government. So that's right. why it becomes so complex because now you have a government using you as a political pawn to obtain some favor or some mm -hmm. concession or something right. that they, they strategic belief to get from you. So you become, of course, you, that raises your value. And, right. and that, 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 that which protects your life. I mean, if if you have value, but at, at the same point, you put you in a severe risk because uh, 
if something goes wrong with a government, it can go wrong for you. It can go wrong with you. Yeah, that's true. I can can tell you, unfortunately, there are some cases uh, of hostages that now I'm I'm now advocating for the hostage community, okay? And I have learned that in some cases, like my case, that in the past, things are going wrong with the government, the people have died. Mm. So, so, so it, you 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 get caught in the middle of the situation between two governments. So if the things right. in our case it went good, and we're right. here back, but not, not that's the case. Okay, no. No. we we were not aware about that, Kevin. For me, this is totally was totally new. I thought mm-hmm. that our situation was unique. That when we learned that this is something that's been doing like a practice. It's a policy mm-hmm. that is being applied. That's why now I'm, I'm advocating so hard on this. And now I'm right. writing about this and talking about this because this is something that Good. people are not aware that is happening. But this is Probably, something yeah. that can to anybody. I was a regular guy. I was not a politician. I was a regular guy, a, a businessman. Right. Because business. the, the problem with this is that it can happen to a businessman in a business trip. It can happen mm-hmm. to a guy that's going to an international conference. Can happen to a guy that is in a family vacation. It can happen right. to anything because because yeah. if you have the wrong passport in the wrong place, you can get in this situation. Again, in a situation. So so now um, the whole uh, basically say five years. Were you with the same person the whole time, or did they move you around? Or no, you, no, you know, we, we will move around. We 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 have a lot of stories that I'm going to talk extensively in my book because okay. It is. Yeah. We went all around, but that, but the, at the end, at the end, the, the last half of the stay, more than two years and a half, maybe three years, we stayed mm-hmm. the sick together because when they saw the value that we had, that they right. decided to put us together. Kevin, we were put. I went the audience to imagine this. They put us in a literally in a closet because we were in a space of one hundred square foot without no window. So we were uh, like, this that ain't big. That's a we 10 by 10 room. It was a basement without, we didn't have no air conditioner. At, at some point, like oh, two no. years after, we managed to put a smaller conditioner in that location that our family had to pay, by the way. But at oh. the beginning, we, we were sweating all the day because we, there was no air conditioner there. And Bad food, us, hot hot conditions. Hey, everything, it's amazing. Everything. You, but let uh, me tell maybe. you, Kevin, we, we, the six guys, we were guys with a, a, a we have a strong belief by the time we were reading the Bible, mm-hmm. we were praying, we managed to, to, to handle the situation in a way that we really were in a survival mode, mode for our families. So, right. And we were talking about that this is something that we, we structure a way. How we could mm-hmm. manage that—that's that, part of the program that now I'm trying to put in place, and I'm going to talk of this extensively in the book because uh, when, okay. when I came back and I begin to think about how we did it, uh, I can tell you, we did a lot of things based on the common sense, but it worked. We're back, mm-hmm. so, right? So you know, you're alive, you know, yeah. you're alive. Um, everybody made it, right? All of all the people, they nobody yeah. died, nobody got killed or. Or just died, you know. What I mean, so everybody made it back to their families. Um, and you said a lot about, you know, your faith in God helped you get through this, and also your faith in your family and your belief in you, you know, that you wanted to get back to them. That kept you going. Is there anything else that really 
in your head in that time of almost five years of being in prison, not in very good conditions? What motivated you? What, you know, because again, you know, day after day, because you had no lights and stuff like that. And, and you know, maybe the only time that you might have seen the daylight is if they, if you moved from one building to another building, if they did that, that's the only time. What, what kept you going in this situation? The faith in God and, and the faith in our family. We, 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 by okay. that time, as I told you, we were having better communication. Some, some was the letter. Sometimes they, we were having some calls. Like, mm -hmm. like two every two or three days, we managed to have like a five-minute call. So that, okay. that call was the letter. We were more aware about the situation, and we know, and knew that our family was fighting very hard for us. Okay. They, 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 after one year, they decided to go loud to the press because this is another situation. When you go to this mm -hmm. situation, that, they, because you go to the government, and the first thing they right. say they keep calm, stay quiet. We're going to try to handle this quietly behind the scene. That's not the case. So our family decided to go to the press. So in, right. that was in 2017, and in 20, at the end of 2018, beginning 2019, our family began to go very strongly to the press. And that's where they put us the, 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 the name, the so-called Sitgo Six. They call us the Sitgo Six. Maybe that okay. it was more easy. That we, instead of talking about the six guys, the names, they put us like a brand. We, we became kind of a brand. The Sitgo oh, wow. Six became a brand. So now, now everybody knows that. Every time you see, by the time, any official of the government, any congressman, anybody mm -hmm. talking about us, always was talking about the Sitgo Six. That, that's the name. Oh, that was the brand that they put us. So, okay, so that got you through it and all that stuff like that. Now, as I said, you were in there 1,775 days. Let's talk about the 1,770 days, you know, Five days before you left, what if you can remember exactly what was going on in your mind? Did you know that you were going to be released, or you still at that time didn't know what was was happening? Seven hundred and seventy days into the situation. Okay. After four years, after four years, mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, in twenty nineteen, the 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 Congress passed a law that is called the Robinson Levinson Act. Okay, that, okay, uh, is to protect. The hostage and the wrongful detainees. So we, we we were covered by 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 that law. So that means that, that the U.S. government had to give some protection to try to 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 put us in the situation to come back. Mm -hmm. So they created an office called the Special Presidential Office for Hostages Affair. It's okay. Like there, there is a very wonderful guy called uh, the ambassador, he's an ambassador, Ambassador Roger Carson, who is okay. the leader of the SPIHA office. He began to visit us in December 2021, one year before we were released. He traveled okay. quietly to Venezuela, and we had um, a visit of him, like a one or two hour visit with him. The first time we saw that guy, we realized that we, we were more closely to come back. So mm -hmm. he went back the second time in March 2022, and and that day he could release one of us. He, he brought okay. one of the guys back. So it was like a. <laughs> my son always uh -huh. said that, that that guy was a. Uh, my son called the pizza. You, you know why? Because when you did this, this movie when they have people kidnapped, that kidnapper right. said, "Hey, hey, 
I, I'm starving. And they say, give me a piece. I say, okay, give me one prisoner. So that was the pizza guy, you know? So okay. it, was, it was like a proof that, that, that we were talking. That, so they released one guy. A show of good faith, I think, from, you know, show from their perspective. Faith. So they, yeah, they, they said, March, okay, we'll release one. One was released in March. They, uh, uh, Ambassador uh, Roger Carson came back uh, in May of that year with the ambassador of Venezuela that it was at that time in Colombia. So they, they okay. too came back to Venezuela and they visited us. The second okay. time, they, 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 uh, the third, that was the third time they came. That day, okay. they didn't bring, bring nobody because the negotiation and what we heard, they were not going good. And then we really were worried. We thought, thought we were left behind. Mm -hmm. So right. we began to get worried, but but to tell you the truth, in my in my inner sense, I was with a lot of hope that I was gonna come back. I, mm -hmm. I, I was even coaching my family, say, telling them I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back. Right. And, and it happened three months after. In, in, in oh, wow. October first, that that day, we they 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 woke up like at five a.m. in the morning and said, "Hey, get properly dressed up." Properly dressed up, I, I always laugh about this because they put us this. It was a yellow outfit that we called the Minion outfit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we yes. Like, yeah, we were like the Minions, no? Uh, all in yellow. Right. So they put us mm -hmm. our Minion outfit, and then we went out. And when we were out to the office of the director, he said, you're free. What? Yeah, we're free. We didn't wow. believe it. So they put us in armor truck. And when we saw that we were heading to the Magetia airport, I said, airport, hey, yeah. we're going to the airport. So they finally, a, they put it in a plane and we landed in a Caribbean island called San mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. So it was like a movie, you know, and, and there we were swapped with, a, there was a prisoner swap in that, that island and, and we're back. So we landed but, here. In, yeah, the interesting question is, what was the original purpose for them to really, I mean, I know you were leverage, but leverage for what? Why, why did this, the, the Venezuelan government or the, the coup, the people that took over, what did they really want out of this situation that, that held you guys captive for five years? What did they get? Did they gain anything out of it? Or, did, you know, yes, of like course, of course, because they, they, they were having, uh, uh, they put a lot of sanctions. They banned the oil production. Mm -hmm. they, they they banned the uh, debt. They did a lot of ban on the Venezuelan economy, so the Venezuelan economy was really struggling. And they right. they, they was asking to get us released to get some relief in that sanction. There is also a famous uh, drug pimping that, that, that apparently is part of uh, one of the cartel guys, yeah, the partner of what, what the guy there they were asking to get a swap by that guy at the end they swapped us with the two cousins of the of the, the wife of the wow. person so, we, so they were asking for several things they were asking for a lot of things for us but at the end right. they 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 swapped it with two prisoners but they were asking for a lot of things oh yeah i can imagine yeah. Uh, I mean, they, their intent was, you know, they, they, they're using you as leverage to get yeah. what they want, you know, whether it's prisoner release from, you know, one prisoner for another prisoner or sanctions being released, you know, I mean, cool. um, so you're in that situation. So now you're released, you're on an island. Um, um, basically, what's what's happened from that time to uh, right 
right now? What's, what, what, what's going on? Okay, well, after we came back, when we were heading in the plane, we were told that the president had called our families. They, they, he called our families and, and told us that we were released. Mm-hmm. We were going to be two weeks in a military base to get some kind mm-hmm. of cooperation. We stayed in San Antonio in a military base okay. during two weeks. Okay. And when I came back here to, to, to my house in Houston, you know, that that year that Roger uh, Carson was going, I began to investigate a little because I, I, at that time the situation was better for us because the conversations were open. And th- this guy mm-hmm. began to relax the, the thing with us because they wanted to give the impression that everything was okay with us. Okay, So right. they began to give us more calls, more books. They allow us to have a TV for, for okay. years. I, we, we could have a TV. So we had CNN and BBC. So we saw when Trevor Reed was released in, in, in TV. We saw when mm-hmm. a lady of uh, UK was released in TV. So when we realized that this, this uh, thing was happening to others, that right. situation was not unique, we began to investigate and we, and we saw that this was a pattern. What, what is that whole mm-hmm. so-called hostage diplomacy? When I came back here, our family now is part of a, a family campaigns. All, all the hostage community, there's a family campaign called the Bring Our Family Home campaign. That okay. uh, our family is part of that campaign, and now I'm also a member of the campaign. So I begin to do advocacy for for that. I I went to Washington. There is a mural in Washington with our faces. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be one that's gonna be. Uh, uh, until this July 4 here in Houston. We're working right now with a campaign. Okay. They're going to build one here in Houston. There is one that was unveiled in Arizona because Brittany Griner is part of our campaign and she's one of the champions of the campaign right now. So this campaign okay. has be, become bigger because the families found that working together was the way, the right way to do. Because right before, there. everybody was in their situation. There, mm-hmm. there are hostages in Iran, in Russia, in Afghanistan, right. in in China, in Myanmar, and Turkey. North there was Africa, one pastor that was was Turkey, a, yeah. Turkey, Cuba, Venezuela. There are a lot of countries that are people kept. Right. There's a foundation called the uh, the Foley uh, Legacy Foundation that is because mm-hmm. one of the, the the wonderful lady Diane Foley, his son unfortunately died. Uh, James Foley, his his name. He was kept by ISIS, and he died by mm-hmm. ISIS. So the, now he's, the name is of James Foley, is the foundation. They do an annual report where they have put at least 70, 60 Americans are kept in all these countries, like 60. Right. So this is something that people are not aware. And now we're working no. hard to, to, to bring awareness mm-hmm. of this, because this is something well, that is not This is now, part of now you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, one thing I was thinking of, you have um, your LPSG, Life's Pill for Survival Guide. Is that is that the program you're talking about that you're involved yeah, with? No, well, th- there are two things they are doing. One is the advocacy for the hostage community. But when, okay. when I found that, the, uh, that uh, the message that I was trying to spread to the community, to the families, mm-hmm. that they have uh, families. I, I, today, I almost know all the families. We have met with okay. all of them, with their husband, their wife, their kids. They, you know, mm-hmm. this is a big community and, and because I'm a former hostess. So right. I was giving them a lot of hope, a message of hope. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I always say that you never give up. I have it here. I never give up. I have it here. Never okay. Give up. I have I'll it. Never give up. Day one. Never give up. So cool. never give up and never lose the hope. So so that that was a powerful message to begin to work right. for them. So, so I I was a guy that always was a very plan mindset. So I began to mm-hmm. investigate on this because let me tell you, I'm not a Superman. I I I went through a lot. I I went through a right. lot. I had to go to the therapist, psychologist, trauma specialist, a lot of things in my in, in, after I came back. But right. going through my process, my healing process, I discovered that there, there are several ways that the way we manage that we could help others to survive any ordeal in their life. And, and we decided okay. to put a program called Life Pill for a Survival Guide that we're now promoting. We're, we're working hard to launch it very soon. Mm-hmm. I have now my, my LinkedIn account where I every week I'm talking about these two topics, the hostage diplomacy and the LPSD. I'm talking about these. These okay. are my, my two topic points right now. And uh, mm-hmm. because I be, I truly believe that the, the, we can help others because sometimes you feel lost and we feel mm-hmm. lost. We were, again, we're oh, not yeah. we, we went through the process. We are normal human. No. They went through the You weren't trained for that. You, it's not like the you went to school. Was, and, I yeah. think it was God. Life. I think it was God. You think so? Yeah, I think so too. And you know, you have a platform now, and and one of your platforms, and you mentioned it a few times, you're 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 writing your memoirs, or they're actually completed. You're just gonna uh, when will that when they're supposed to really be released? Yeah, the memoirs, the book. When well, that be released? Now, now I'm working with an editor. We're in the editing this week. I'm gonna have to work hard because she put me some homework to do some editing because. The, the, the way I wrote the book was based on my diary. My diary okay, was right. wrote between 2020, 2019, 2020, 2021. So I had to update mm-hmm. some information to, for, for this timing. So I'm, I'm updating the information to for the edition. Okay. I hope they are going to be ready. I, I, I hope in the following two or three months that book is going to be outside. I mean, so now, uh, where then, do you plan on? Where do you plan on publishing that? Amazon or your local, your own no, well, website? We're or both, we're working in both directions: the the hybrid publishing and and the, and the, with the major publishing. We're in the process. Okay, we're You're in the process yet. of both of them. We're in the process. Okay, okay, cool. I mean, you you definitely had you know and a very interesting, <laughs> needless to say, life in the last few years and something that you never expected to have, you know, and you went through it and with God's help and stuff like that. Um, two things. We'll, we'll, we'll start with this one is, is tell people how they right now they can get a hold of you. A lot of the information will be in show notes and stuff like that, links and stuff, but just mention to them where they can find you and stuff like that. And then the second thing is talk to somebody that might be going through a situation somewhat similar to yours. So do those two things, and then we'll close from that point. So, okay. Now, now I have a Twitter account, I have an Instagram account, I have a Facebook account, I have a LinkedIn account, I have my link tree that you can maybe put there. I, I, all the mm. accounts will appear there. I'm writing right. a newsletter every week. Today, I I I, I, I launch it every Tuesday. Today, I'm talking about okay. hostage diplomacy. If you go to my LinkedIn account today, you will see. My today's newsletter. So okay. I'm talking about these two topics: life pills or a survival guide and hostage diplomacy. These are my two mm-hmm. talking points. For somebody that is going through a situation, I can tell anybody. 
after I went to this situation, and again, I'm a humble guy that only mm. went through experience, but I can tell you through my experience that you can survive any situation in life. In a life, you have a, always two choices. You can go mm-hmm. in the wrong way, you know, feeling like a victim and victimize yourself and think that you're lost and you will never survive, or you decide to go in the other way and try right. to overcome, succeed, and be successful. I decided to go in that path, and that's why I want to spread the message to the people. Of course, with the help of God, you have a power, but always you can do it in any mm-hmm. situation. This is the thing that I'm trying to teach people because we went through okay. it and we proof of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. One thing before you get into the last of talking to somebody out there, you know, maybe um, what's going through and give them a little bit of hope to end the show with that. Um, I work with a TV station. I'm going to pass this on to the president um, and look at it and see uh, he, he does kind of shows like political type of things. And But <laughs> what would you say to somebody that is, is going through the situation? Because somebody is being detained somewhere in the country and they have family members. What would you say to them? Okay. Today, today the situation, uh, even is bad when somebody is detained, has evolved in a positive way, in several ways. First, we have the Bring Our Family Home campaign that now does advocacy for the hosted family. So anybody is going through the situation, the first thing you have to do is contact the Bring Our Family Home campaign, the first thing. Okay, Second, there are several foundations like the Richardson Center, the Foley Foundation, Hosted USA. Uh, hosted aid worldwide. There are like four or five big foundations that give a lot of support to the family. The government, we're now working hard, with, and, and these foundations also are working hard, and there is a, a now a, a bipartisan commission that was created. It's called CSIS. Okay. They're trying to put in that this law more, more to be done give more support mm-hmm. because one of the things that the family always go is through a lot of fi- psychological, physical, mm-hmm. logistical, and financial distress. Financial, yeah. It's inimaginable the psychological, the philo- uh, psychological, the physical, the financial distress. Mm-hmm. This is like a bomb in the middle of the family because when, when, when right. the situation comes, the people are lost, you know, they don't know how to navigate the bureaucracy and the press. Mm-hmm. The press is so right. important in, in this because the oh, press yeah. now is more aware because because having these cases that have been hit the press, that now there, there are some journalists that are really aware about the situation. By the way, there is a journalist that was, was kidnapping in, in Iran. He's a mm-hmm. journalist of a different post. He always is talking about this. So, um, there are uh, mm-hmm. some press that is specialized in this, and, and the situation today is better than five years ago, but more has to be right. done. The hostage diplomacy is something real. It's something mm-hmm. that is happening, and, and you will right. never know when this can happen to you. Now the government ha- has put some travel bans for some countries that are doing this practice. So mm-hmm. this situation has given more pressure as I told you, we, the Bringer Family campaign is going to unveil a mural here in Houston that was Simon mm-hmm. in July 4th. We invited mm-hmm. the, the foundation, invited the press. There's going to be press right. there. 
because this is part of the raising the awareness about this situation and of course helping the people that are still left behind okay that's cool well jose thank you very much for this interview I, it, it's been very enlightening from my end of understanding a little bit what was going on there and in, in your story and i look forward to um eventually picking up your book and reading it and and okay. you know they say oh yeah i remember that you know so that was pretty cool so i appreciate it thank you very much for being on everybody else thank you for joining the millennium beat stay tuned next week for some more great interviews and stories because remember we like to encourage the world one story at a time thanks again jose appreciate it this has been a millennium beat llc production views and opinions of the guest are not always the views and opinions of the millennium beat llc Check us out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at The Millennium Beat, or on Twitter at Millennium underscore Beat. If you would like to partner with us to reach the world, go to our website for more information. You can go to TheMillenniumBeat.com or TMB2000.net. Your financial support is greatly appreciated. We couldn't do all we do without your support. The Millennium Beat just updated our website from the ground up. Check it out at themillenniumbeat.com or you can get there by using millenniumbeat.com or tmb2000.net where you'll be redirected to the millenniumbeat.com's homepage. I want to thank Mass Inbound for their awesome work on our website. If you're looking for somebody to build your site, I recommend them. You can reach them at massinbound.com. That is M-A-S-S-I-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. These are some of the things that you can find on our website. Homepage. You can watch our latest YouTube video or listen to our audio podcast. Also listed are some of the platforms our audio podcast is on. You'll find out when the next podcast will air and who the guests will be. On the top right, you'll find two red buttons. Learn how to help and become a guest. Under Learn How to Help. You can become a partner, sponsor, contributor, or contribute to the future Millennium Bus. You can give one time or monthly recurring. The choice is yours. The other button is Be a Guest. Click it, go to the form, and fill it out, and we will get back to you. We would love to hear your story. Click the About Us drop-down where you'll find stats, where we are reaching people, and to find more information on our sponsors. Click on the Podcast drop-down. Then click on the calendar tab where it will tell you when the shows will air and who will be on them. Or if you need to know about any meetups of the Millennium Beat staff, partners, or listeners. Also, there might be on the calendar an event at which the Millennium Beat staff will be at. Click the guest tab for all previous guests, links to their website, social media pages, and any store they might have. Click the forms drop down. There you'll find a release, be a guest, or become a sponsor form.